0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Pensacola, Florida, it's time for Pensacola Business
1: Radio. Now, here your Business Radio X host. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. This is Colleen Edwards-Chesley, and you are listening to Women in Leadership. This is show number 22, and this show is brought to you by Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast, and it is sponsored by Pensacola Business Radio X. I am so excited today because I have two amazing guests in the studio today. You're going to hear from Madrina Siano. She is an amazing community volunteer, a philanthropist, an encourager of anybody that's got a great project and a cause out there. So I'm excited to hear what she's got going on right now. And also she's going to share some of her information on what she thinks helps make her, enable her to, to do all the things that she's doing. I'm looking forward to maybe some time management tips from her, some words on confidence and um, the ability to to do anything that you set yourself out to do. So I'm excited to have her here. And then we also have a second guest, Julie Still-Roland. She is a sexual harassment guru, and I'm really excited to, to hear some of her tips. This is a timely topic and definitely something that And it was on my my mind, but also on the minds of lots of the listeners out there and lots of of the followers of this show. So I'm excited, Julie, to hear from you. And also, I want to hear your tips as well. You're getting started in your business, but I think everybody has an opportunity to add value and to share. So I'm excited to hear some of the things that you've already found success with as well. And just for everybody that's listening, a little bit of information on Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast. We are a local not for profit organization right here in Pensacola. And our mission is to promote, advance, and improve women in business. We do that in a number of different ways. We hold monthly networking meetings in Pensacola and also in Gulf Breeze. We hold leadership classes called Power Up, which I'll talk about in just a minute. Uh, We also do this radio show as well as. We have membership in the organization. We put on an annual conference and lots of other fun activities and ways to help promote women in business. We also do a print magazine, which we're excited to be bringing back in 2018. So hopefully you'll watch for that um, in the distribution locations coming soon. I did also want to mention that at Friday's meeting, we had an exciting meeting. Julie was there. And I'll tell you, Madrina, what we did. This is so embarrassing. We... Um, well, it's not embarrassing what we did. We actually donated money to Gulf Coast Kids House, which is one of the organizations I know you're you're mm-hmm. a fan of. And um, you know, when you donate money, at least when we do, even if it's, you know, $20, we're going to make one of those fake checks Absolutely. to hand out to the organization. So we did, and when we sent the measurements to the printer, I don't know, it was me doing the graphic design, which I'm not a graphic designer, so that probably had a lot to do with it. But when the check came back instead of it being a two foot by four foot check, like a normal size check. It was two foot by like six and a half feet. It was so long, it took like five people to hold it up. <laughs> it was we, huge. It was huge. And actually the girl that that I tasked to to go pick it up, she has a van. Um, and, um, she called me and she said, this will barely fit in my van.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was hilarious. That is funny.
1: I know it was, it was good, but it was the, the cool thing was being able to donate money to the Gulf Coast Kids House and our project this year for the conference funds, we donate 80% of what we make from our annual Pursue Your Passion conference. We donate 80% of that back to Gulf Coast Kids House. And that's our way of helping spotlight them. It's also our way of helping... Reiterate the value of charitable giving and paying it forward. Uh, but the project we chose this year had nothing to do with the services that they do at the Kids House. Um, we wanted to benefit the employees. So, which of I didn't realize this until Friday's meeting, they only have one employee that's not a female at the Gulf Coast Kids House. Oh. So, what our project was, was to help them improve their security at the Gulf Coast Kids House. So, Um, Megan told me after the meeting that the money that we donated, and we donated, it was $1,427. Fabulous. I know. We were excited about it. It was the second largest amount we've ever donated. Now, last year, we donated over $3,000. So, it was kind of a bummer that this year was $1,400, but also this year it was $1,400. Right. And Megan said that they're going to be able to use that money um, to buy a new door for one of their back entrances. Wonderful. That has to be a certain you know, dimension or mm-hmm. thickness or mm-hmm. or you know, security attached to it, um, that that'll basically pay for a new door. Wonderful. So, Love it. I know. I was excited about that. So that's exciting news. Um, we were grateful to be able to do that. I do want to take a minute and say thank you to the sponsors that helped us with the conference. Our title sponsor, our platinum sponsor, and we appreciate them every year for being involved. Was um, Penn Air Federal Credit Union. Um, they were our number one sponsor. Um, Also, I want to thank the UPS store of Blue Angel Parkway. They handled all the printing for the conference and that was invaluable. Uh, The Sign Shop of Pensacola did the majority of our signage. Cox Communications was another one of our large sponsors. We really appreciate their contribution to the community and helping uh, build up our our, uh, resources in this area. Um, We also want to thank Innisfree Hotels was another one of our our, um, major sponsors along with Encore Productions and events. And actually, yes. Madrina uh, was the reason that I uh, was connected with Encore Productions. And they they did an amazing, amazing job as well. Yeah, great givers to the community. They really are. And they have some cool stuff. I have no idea what it is uh, because it all goes completely over my head. But mm. it looks amazing yes. in the venue. So they do um, production. So I didn't realize there was a whole that was a whole big thing when you do events is to have production. So that was that was really an eye-opener and it helped us take the conference really to the next level. And then also, I want to thank our other sponsors, Perdido Key Area Chamber of Commerce, Gulf Breeze Area Chamber of Commerce, Small Business Development Center, um, and then in addition to them, uh, I'd also like to thank Kate Trike Photography. She did all of the videography or a lot of the videography and, and all of the photography for the day of as well. And then in addition to that, 850 Media. So they were the ones that produced our, our videos and um, that introduced each one of the speakers. And they were they also are the, the uh, same people that, that run this um, particular radio show. So we're really appreciative of of them and their contribution as well. We had about 20 more sponsors beyond that, but I did want to at least say thank you to our, our major sponsors from the conference. Without your help, we couldn't have generated the money that we did to be able to give to the kids' house. So you are definitely appreciated. Also, I want to take a minute to just mention that we are gearing up for our Power Up classes. This will be the fifth installment of Power Up. And Power Up is a 12-week educational course that anyone can go through that wants to develop skills in the business arena. So it might be, we break it down into four subject areas, marketing, networking, sales skills, and also business efficiency. So we go through a number of different areas. The first class I'm always excited about because it's all about work-life balance, which in my mind, I changed it to work-life integration. So um, I'm excited about I was excited about the very first class because that really sets off the whole series. But if anybody's interested in checking out those classes, they do happen once a week for about an hour and a half. and you um, if you're not able to attend the class in person, then you can download the audio uh, from the class. You get a Dropbox folder that also includes all the screenshots and all the handouts and anything else that we that we um, visual uh, displays or, or information that's helpful. Um, is included in there as well. So a lot of times we have as many people that attended in person as people that attended remotely. And we just appreciate the opportunity to give out the information. The classes are $10 each. And if um, if you want to attend, your first class is always free because we believe that you need to be um, interested and excited about the, t- the course before you actually put down money to, to go through it. So hopefully, if you're interested in that, please let us know. You can do that on our website and you can also email me directly. My name is Colleen and it's K-O-L-L-E-E-N at Coast.com. And if you want to find out more information about the organization, you can check out our website, PowerfulWomenGulfCoast.com, or find us on Facebook under Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast. All right. So that's enough about me. Now I'm going to interview these wonderful women that we have in the the studio today. And first up, I want to introduce Julie Still-Roland. Good morning, Julie.
2: Good morning, Colleen. Thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely. I'm so excited you're here. Julie is um, a new member of Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast, and I couldn't be more excited. She found us through the conference, and actually, it was one of the first networking events that she went to after starting to build up her business. And I think, hopefully, we got her hooked from that because now she comes to our monthly meetings, and now I'm excited to welcome you as a new member and interview you on, on today's show.
2: I am so happy to be here and be a part of Powerful Women. The conference was amazing. I was nervous to go because I'm kind of an introvert. So that kind of stuff is difficult. But once I got there, the energy from everybody, just encouraging each other. It's a wonderful group. And Friday's meetings, um, the luncheons that you do are like a rush. They're like you leave there feeling so good and just energized. That's That's
1: awesome. Thank you for that. I love hearing that feedback. We put a lot of work into the culture of the organization and and how the meetings um happen and and exactly your sentiments, you know, the feeling that you get when you walk into a conference that you haven't been to a networking event in a long time and it's a hundred and you know so many women that are bustling around. I mean, it's taken us a long time to build up that culture, and so I'm glad that it's that it' that it's bringing value to the the people that attend. It really is. That's awesome. All right. So tell me a little bit more about you, Julie. I'm, I'm excited because Julie is a sex, a sexual harassment guru. Mm-hmm. And you really have a personal story, but you also started a business that will help women and men handle these situations before they get into the need for bringing HR involved,
2: right? Right. And this is such a complex issue. That's why I went with the name Guru because I feel like it is... um. You know, I just want to be knowledgeable about the subject in all aspects of it because there are, you know, two sides to every single incident, and people feel differently about the, you know, what happens and how people respond. Um, yesterday, I was reading about the amygdala, which is our brain's response to threats, so fight or flight. And I, and the study was about bullying and how people respond to that, and everybody's amygdala responds differently. And I know fight or flight is more of Um, threats like physical, but bullying actually has a different response and sexual harassment is closely related to that. So um, looking at studies and case studies and, and all of that informs the training. And I feel like it's beneficial to everyone. Like you said, women and men, it's not just about victims, but also about organizations and how they can prevent it through building a better culture through understanding.
1: Mhm. I think that's awesome. And and I think what you're doing is like I mentioned in the opening, I think it's timely. You know, we couldn't we couldn't yes. be discussing something that's not more current in Correct. the news. And and on a lot of people's brains. I mean, it weighs heavy mm-hmm. on me and and I don't have children, but you know, we're also raising women in the world today and and we've got to equip them with the right information. And what really touched me about you Julie was when you told me the story about the email that you sent. Do you mind telling that story again? Because I thought that was, to me, it was so simple, but it was so, it was so on point.
2: Well, this was actually the first time that I feel like I handled sexual harassment correctly. And it was um, actually recent at my um, former job. And I was being sexually harassed for several different instances and, um, I finally said, you know, I can't be the sexual harassment trainer if I don't respond to it, um, and so I did. And what I did was just send the email and say, "This is what's happening, and I don't appreciate it" to the person who was harassing me,
1: and and, um, and to clarify too, this was not like this was not a major you know episode of sexual harassment.
2: This was more like kind of some of that gray area stuff, right? Right, and okay. To me, it was something, and women have, you know, a high tolerance for putting up with stuff, don't we? Right. And so yeah. I felt like for so long, I just put up with it. But then I was like, no, it's time to stop doing that because of the consequences. I was dreading going to work, dreading, you know, what's going to happen today? What am I going to have to put up with today? Mm. And so when the the response that I got was actually surprising because this happened on a Thursday or Friday and then so all weekend that's what I was thinking about and that dread and that just mm-hmm. stress unnecessary stress and so I finally you know was like I got to do something so I responded and the response that I got back was so surprising because I had worked myself up and just imagined the worst and so the response was I'm sorry you're right I did do this and I won't do it anymore and it kind of reversed that we talked about that that power struggle. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I had lost a sense of myself and a sense of my power when I was being in that situation. And although it's not, it wasn't really a big deal. It wasn't like what we're hearing on the media, um, but it was a big deal to me. And then so when I got that response back, it kind of gave me my power back, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I think that's important to to
0: talk about. You keep saying that you know it wasn't that big of a deal, and I think as women, you know, we all experience some sort of harassment, whether it be mild or my, mi- mi- you know, or major. But could you talk about when when a woman should blow the whistle, so to speak? I mean, you're talking about we tolerate small behaviors in our lifetime, but we might draw the line when a big behavior comes. Should we be addressing it when the small behaviors initially begin?
2: Absolutely. I think so. And it's, this is so important because it's about how you feel. And, you know, because this is, um, you know, related to flirting, some people say, well, I may take this as he's, he's giving me a compliment or she's giving me a compliment. And we see that as minor. But, if it makes you feel uncomfortable, right. then you should absolutely address it because if it does advance, and most of the time it does, mm-hmm. to something else, then it becomes a problem and you didn't address it. And so I think it's very under—it's very important to understand that if it makes you feel uncomfortable, it's time to say something. Good point.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I think that's awesome. And Julie, the
1: reason that, um, well, tell me more about, too, your program. So I know that you recently, recently started your business. But if somebody wanted to to be a client of
2: yours, what would that what what does that look like? Well, um, I want to actually customize the training because every organization has different needs, and so I have I'm offering three different levels of training. And the first one is basically speaking and you know just urging people to follow the procedures. Some organizations already have great sexual harassment policies in place, but they don't actually have um, you know people aren't responding the way that they should. So they just need to see the urgency. They may now with all that we're seeing
0: on the news and (laughs) so many cases out of Hollywood. (laughs) I mean, it might be a catalyst (laughs) to get a lot of people in moving in action as far as having policies against this.
2: Absolutely. And it should. Um, And then the other level would be like going in and actually helping the organizations Mm -hmm. um, create a better policy, Mm -hmm. um, do uh, what I like to call role-playing, which may not sound good, (laughs) but um, when I was a teacher, we had, um, you know, we always had that risk of, is someone going to come in and shoot the school up? And you think that you're prepared, like you mentally go, you look around the room and you say, what would I do? But then we had an active shooter training where they came in and actually had people role play. And I was like, I have no idea what to do. And I was so scared because, and it was, scary because they Mm had um, the guns that had the uh, fake bullets in them. And it seemed like a real scenario. And I realized how unprepared I was. And I know that that's extreme, but it's the same thing with sexual harassment. You don't know if you're prepared until it happens, and then you're usually not prepared. So in that second level of training, I do role-playing so that I actually give you the words to say, the responses, and then practice it. Mm -hmm. Because it's not easy mm-hmm. to ever stand up to anybody a, about something that they're doing that offends you. And then the third level would be even more in depth. And um, my website is www.sexualharassmentguru.com so you can get more information there.
1: That's awesome. And I think exactly what you said is, is right. I mean, wh- I read stuff about sexual harassment. I mean, I've worked for a number of large corporations, and they all had sexual harassment policies. You had to go through sexual harassment training. And so a lot of times it was watching these videos or reading the manual. But nobody ever says, okay, well, what happens when, you know, this situation happens? I mean, there's a lot of generalities in a lot of the training. Mm-hmm. So what I'm hearing you're saying is that you're putting reality. You're you're trying to make it more palatable for people to really imagine what could happen or what or what even is happening already, and then look for safe ways of, of handling it rather than it letting it get to that point where HR needs to be involved. Right.
0: I, I think, excuse me, I think it's just a dawn of a whole new culture. I think we've just been accustomed to sweeping it under the carpet, just dealing with it. I mean, I know in my lifetime, I've been harassed and grabbed and touched and many of things and you just kind of brush it off. But I think that's the mistake we made, you know, historically. And now maybe it'll be the dawn of a new culture where we say, no, nothing is acceptable.
1: Mm -hmm. I think it has a lot to do with confidence. I mean, I think women, at least I can speak for myself as far as, you know, sometimes it if you're if you're running a million miles an hour and doing as many things as as a lot of us do as women, and then something like that happens, sometimes it's it's almost even like a little bit of an ego boost. You know, for me, like the the whole compliment thing, like I, I've talked to you about that, Julie, about how I don't know that that it makes sense for us to to um stop any positive reinforcement, which, you know, and that's where it kind of a lot of times I think crosses the line. But do you get into the psychological issues behind it as well?
2: Yes, absolutely. And I want to, I guess, I don't know, I'm making this word up, but depolarize the issue because we don't want to say you can't come to work and say, hey, you look nice today because that gives the environment this just like... um well, polarization, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You, everybody feels like they're walking on mm-hmm. eggshells. And, and we don't want that. We want organizations to be able to, you know, have this environment where people are friendly and can be friendly and not feel like, oh, well, I might have said something wrong today. I may be going to HR. Um, so, uh, but I feel like that comes in with understanding where the line is, mm-hmm. you know, between a compliment and something that might make someone feel uncomfortable. So I'm really working hard on ways to add that into training so that the environment becomes this safe place for everyone. Yeah, I think
1: that's really cool. I'm excited that you're doing this. I wish you all the best of luck. I know you've got a, I say it's a best-selling book. Can we call it like a best-selling book? (laughs) Um, You published your first book and it's available on Amazon. and I think, but didn't you? Isn't it doing amazingly it successful? It was the, uh,
2: number one new release in business management and conflict on Amazon. So yeah, I was happy about Wonderful. that. good not that awesome? That's awesome. I, know. I know. I know the Studer Community
0: Institute's got a lecture coming out here very soon again uh, on this topic. Was so
2: it? Very, is it next week? Line. Oh, or was it this I think past that week? That was actually the past, the last one that they did. Amy, Rames right? Has that Yeah, yeah. It, okay. it was Tuesday. It was a great meeting, and I went and learned a lot more. Wonderful. Did you? <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, amazing. Uh, Amy's an amazing resource as far as the HR side of it and the legal legal side of it. So she's, I think, she would be some great a great ally for what you're doing as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. All right, so tell us one last time, Julie, how to get in touch with you if somebody wants to take part in what you're doing um, and or need some training, want some of the role playing or or you know even even getting more involved into it. How do they how do they connect with you?
2: Um, my website is www.sexualharassmentguru.com and um I want to say that it is for organizations the training, but I hope I haven't had this opportunity yet, but for every paid um, gig that I get, I want to offer my services to people who are either victims of sexual harassment or young people coming into the workforce. So that, like you said, we, we bring this new work, you know, this new era into, well, that I did that backwards. We bring new people into a new era mm-hmm. where sexual harassment is just non-existent. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. I think that's really cool. And I've already um, suggested Julie to be a speaker at a few different places. Hopefully they've taken you up on that. Um, And um, I know you did talk to Studer Community Institute. So if anybody knows anybody at Studer Community Institute wants to put a plug in (laughs) for Julie, I think that would be some good training um, for them as well to look at uh, in their their offerings and what they do. So now I get the pleasure to introduce Madrina Siano. You are like an amazing, amazing woman. I am um, in so much awe of everything that you do. I hope well, you that realize is so that. Funny, Colleen,
0: because mm-hmm. I'm just honored to be here this morning and to be in your presence, a difference maker and mm-hmm. such an encourager and a supporter to other women. And um, I'm a big fan of yours, so I'm honored to be here. And I can't believe you've selected me to come speak. Wow. So thank you for allowing me to be here. I'm blushing, Madrina. I, I mean, no everyone idea. always says I'm so busy and I do so much, and you're so everywhere. Well, I, there's a couple of
1: you that I can think of that are running circles around me. Well, And I think you're one of those, you know, and and it's funny because I sometimes we communicate on Facebook and I'm always Mm -hmm. cheering you on and you're always cheering me on because I think that's what it is, is I think a lot of times for I get energy off of other people doing amazing things, you know, when I wake up in the morning and it's 30 degrees and I really don't want to get out of bed and I really don't want to put on clothes and, you know, deal with everything. Absolutely. Then I look at somebody like you and you've been out for an hour and a half and you've got this awesome <laughs> fur hat on or, you know, or you've already been three different events and I'm like, okay, I can, I, if Madrina can do this, I've got to be able to do this Well, too. and
0: I think that's what's so great about being an, an empowering type woman and lifting each other up. You know, some of the things that I just try to do on a daily basis to keep my energy going is to stay positive, to think positive, To put out into the universe what it is I want. I believe in the power of positivity and visualization. I have very simple tools and approaches to life. And the main thing is, is to stay positive and grateful and uh, to be a blessing to others. And I find that I have been so overwhelmingly blessed just from being a blessing to others. And I think when you lift other people up, your blessing comes behind that.
1: I think you're absolutely right. And I just, and I'm so inspired by all the things that you're doing. So um, congratulations too. I don't think I've seen you since you won the, um, it was the Association of Fundraising Professionals Outstanding Volunteer of the Year. Absolutely. I think maybe we've seen each other once or twice at an impact meeting since then.
0: Probably. And that was just a huge honor. I'm so grateful for the Association of Fundraising Professionals who selected me. I was nominated last year and lost to Sue Strawn, who was very deserving. So it was quite a compliment to come back the second year and to win it. But to God be the glory and actually to my village. I mean, I have this term that I call the village. Mm -hmm. And what that is, is just a team of people who want to give back, who want to make a difference and who answer the call of duty. And I happen to be the ringleader of a wonderful village that whenever I say, hey guys, there is a need, they step up, they step in, they answer the call, they give back, they buy tickets, they donate. And so I'm only as good as my village
1: and I have a great team behind me. I think that's amazing. And I want to talk about that because your village enables you to do all the things you do. It's almost like you've replicated yourself in a in a way, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> well, it's
0: very good because as time goes on, you know, it, none of it happens overnight. It's all uh, a work in progress. And for whatever reason, I'm getting tons of kudos last year and this year for all my service. But I've been in the service of the community, my whole life it was something my mother instilled in me. It's what I did growing up in Honolulu, and it's really the fiber of the Aloha spirit is to give to others. And it's not so much about what you have and who you are, what titles, but it's also about how you make people feel. And so I just try to live on that. And, and you know, maybe sometimes I don't always succeed. and I have to get up the next day and try hard, and and you know, ask God for forgiveness for anything I've done wrong. But I try to move forward. And um, So I have had a village of people who have worked with me on many, many projects. So over time, they become accustomed to my standards and they become accustomed to my punctuality and how I like things delivered and how we like to present. And so I'm just so blessed to have such a great league. I mean, it's like my own justice league, so to speak. I mean, I don't have any superpowers, but I have a great team of heroes behind me that push me forward.
1: That is amazing. I've never heard you describe them as a league of superheroes. I think that's really cool. They are, yeah. I put them down as um, what did I put them down as? Um, well, you call it your village. Yes, that's village. a very Hawaiian term. So, and yes. going back to what do you call it when um, you're talking about how? how it's just a a different way of presenting. Is that called mana?
0: Well, mana is something that um, is very important to me. And mana means your spirituality or your soul or your feeling on the inside. And my mana is renewed from giving. And there are people who want to belong and want to give back. But honestly as a shock to me, they just don't know where to belong. I mean, this is just something I did. I pick up telephones, I get in where I fit in, I see the need and I've, make myself walk through the door. But there are people who are shyer, who don't know how to reach out, that don't know where to give back, but they want to. Right. So luckily with my crew of SWAT, which stands for Saints with Aggressive Tendencies, we are saints who give back to our community. And through my social media following, I can put an event up or a cause up and just have a call to action, and people will come through. I just give it up to God and try not to force it all the time. And if you let go and let it flow, it happens. And that's what I'm trying to to make to to, to live by is just see the need, claim it, give it up, and watch what happens. And I, I I'm amazed time and time again on how we we answer the call.
1: Well, and I think that's cool that you're amazed, but it makes perfect sense. I mean, when you do great things, people want to surround themselves with other people that do great things. I mean, it's that, that the benefit or the energy of synergy. It, absolutely. You know, putting, it creates a momentum. Right. Exactly. Putting enough people together. But you have, I know you say you've been charitable your whole life, but you haven't been a professional volunteer mm-hmm. your entire life. So I was Correct. surprised to find that you're, you've been a business owner, many different types of businesses nail tech. I've Um, had a clothing store in Cordova Mall called Divas for many
0: years. My girlfriend now owns it. I had a Madrina's Day Spa. That was a Best of the Coast um, Day Spa in the Gulf Breeze area. I then partnered with Dr. Kevin Welch, who was a dermatologist, and we opened an anti-aging skincare center. Um, And then falling into the event planning was just by accident. It's because I was on some boards, and they have fundraising events. And 10 years ago, when I said, Yeah, I can do that, I might have been a little naive and not really realizing what all goes into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have ambition and sheer desire. And so I would just make it happen. And it, would, it was harder years ago, but right. now that I've done it more and more, I mean, you use the word professional.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm not
0: paid for any of that. So, I'm only a volunteer. <laughs> you know, I say professional
1: as meaning the quality of what you do. I mean, you don't do it just because you have extra time. You do it because it's a passion for you Correct. and you do it the right way and you do it to a level that I would call professional. Thank you. I appreciate you know, that, like, sister. Well, Thank Well, taking it serious. You know, when you jump in, you jump in with both feet. You commit to your, you know, what you say you're going to do and, and, and you deliver too. Absolutely. I, mean, I think that's probably one of my, my
0: biggest um, characteristics is that um, I'm a woman of my word. And if I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it and it's going to be done. And that reputation has sort of preceded me. And so now um, I'm blessed to be not to stroke my own ego, but to somewhat be in demand. And so I have a lot of different nonprofits that call me. I probably have. 12 to 15 that I work with currently and have several that would like for me to work with them, but I've only got so many hours in the day. Um, And so there's just one project after the other. I'm currently working on several projects, something for the opera and something for Studer Community Institute and something for Rally Childhood Cancer. And so it's just constantly, we're constantly working on events. Right now I can think of three or four that I'm involved in.
1: I was going to say, tell me what your current,
0: where your focus is right now. Right now we've got an event going on with the opera um, that will be in the spring with Jan Miller. Um, also Covenant Care, Art of Fashion. It's the second year I'll chair that. I gave it a facelift last year and really um, made it look so incredible. So that's a sellout. Um, we also have a three-day event coming with Cindy uh, Bonner Bear Bonner for Rally. And um, just ongoing. I, I can just keep going. And like Studer Community Institute's got something coming up. So whenever an organization calls me and I have the ability to do it, I say yes. And because I have done it so long, I have people like Encore Production and mm-hmm. and just lots of different support where I can easily pull up a Rolodex of resources and make things happen. And again, that's because I'm blessed. I'm blessed that I have these relationships and um, have established um, resources with people who are honored that give to the community. And so I get a lot of kudos for myself, but it is only because of my village that I am able to achieve all of these things. That's
1: awesome. That's awesome. So to wrap it up, um, what do you need? Do you need more people to your village? Do you need more people paying attention to the causes that that you're promoting? What do you? What would fulfill you?
0: Well, uh, yes, in all of the above. Uh, being that I'm a volunteer and I am not employed by any specific organizations, I'm not going to necessarily say this one needs that. But follow me on social media. I'm Madrina Siano. I'm on Facebook and. Um, on Instagram. You can also email me at madrinasiano at gmail.com. But follow me on Instagram, um, on Facebook, because I put a lot of things up there about tickets for sale or donations that are needed. We need, sometimes need something as simple as diapers for Gulf Coast Kids House or peanut butter for Man of Food Drive, or we need a wonderful live auction donation. So, I mean, I can take anything from a small donation up to a large one. I'm, I'm happy to source those out to the many organizations that need it. That's awesome.
1: That's awesome. Well, our community is so blessed to have you uh, dedicating now your full time to volunteering and taking it to the level um, that I said before. To me, it it's at a professional level. And anybody that has the opportunity to have you help them with a project, they're, they're blessed because their project typically... Um, gets the attention that it wasn't previously getting. So thank you for everything you're doing for for our community. Thank you for saying that and thank you for all that you're doing.
0: <laughs> I'm just honored to have you as a friend and to be in your life. And I look forward to many great things that we're going to do in the future as powerful women in Pensacola.
1: Absolutely. I will definitely take you up on that. So thank you so much, Madrina. Now we're going to kind of open it back up to more general conversation. So I want to welcome back Julie still rolling. And I've also got Madrina Ciano with me as well. You just heard a lot of information about her. So now we're going to talk about, and this is, this kind of goes into what we were just talking about, Madrina. With you, you balance so many different things, and you shocked me today when you came in and told me that you don't carry a notebook, you don't, um, you don't have this huge file of all this stuff that's crammed in it for all these different events that you're doing. You do everything on your, did you say tablet and phone? Or on my just phone? iPhone. Just, just my everything iPhone. on your iPhone. So give us some great time management tips. How do, you, how do you even just handle the number of events that you go to on a daily basis?
0: You know, people ask me that all the time. And I'm surprised by the question because I don't necessarily feel like I'm doing any more than anybody else. But maybe it looks that way because I'm on social media so much. Um, so, the way that I think the number one thing that you have to do to keep up with the busy schedule like we do is to be engaged. So many people are just skimming over their emails and not really quite reading the details, but I, I make sure that I read the details front to back so that I know it. I immediately will put it into my Google Calendar. So if it's on my calendar, that's about as noteworthy as I get. As plugging in the date, time, and location on my calendar. Yeah. And there's also some notes on my iPhone that I might make some notes. But otherwise, you know, I made this pact with, with God that if he would open the doors that I would walk through and that I would serve, if he would give me those tools, mm-hmm. and I, maybe my tools are a great memory. Maybe it's a great gift of seeing the whole big picture, but I don't really have an assistant or any fancy technology or apps that keep me on par. I, I uh, Maybe a clipboard at best you might see me running around with, but I keep it very simple. I have very simple tactics.
1: That's really cool. So you have an ability, a great ability to, to assess a situation pretty succinctly. Mm-hmm. I can imagine the checklists in your head. Absolutely. you know, are pretty thorough and well thought out, and and you know, replicatable. I would. Well, and from
0: experience, you know, like I, I, I work for a lot of different nonprofits, so I might chair that event or be on that event, but I have committees also. So I'm dealing sometimes with right now maybe three or four different committees on different events that I'm leading, and one thing that I've learned from experience is. The idea is the first step, but execution is really key. So when someone presents an idea to me, I can immediately think it through, think about the resources to execute that. And is that feasible for the bottom line of that project? And sometimes it's yes, and sometimes it's no. But ideas are easy. Getting it done and within budget is what's hard. So um, I've learned through experience, well, that's kind of not going to fly. or Now
1: that's something we should pursue. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. That's really cool. And you do, like I said before, you do a great job because you deliver... Um, at, a, at a lot of your different projects. How about you, Julie? Let me ask you about time management because you're kind of on the other end of the spectrum. You are starting a business, so you're filling your calendar rather than probably, you know, running out of time and having to be more selective with what you're doing. So give us, what are what are you doing right now to
2: manage your time? Well, I automate, delegate, and regulate. So. Good one. <laughs> so, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> That's really cool. If I can, I automate it. So putting things into your calendar on your phone and, you know, really utilizing that. And then um, I have found that I used to be, think I was superwoman and could do everything. And I found that it is so much better to, you know, delegate things to certain people that, you know, can handle stuff for you. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a great, I call him my marketing director, but he is managing my um Webpage and my social media so awesomely. His name is Ricky Robbins, and he um is in pro media marketing. And um, are they local? Yes. Okay. Cool. He actually is a um, uh, does spray tans and massages at Mood, and um, that's his business. But he he's so great at marketing. I'm like, you got to do this as your side hustle. And um, so I let I allow you know, I had to let go of some of my power and say, yes, do this for me. And it has been such a blessing. And he's just so awesome. Um, And then regulate. So I, if there are certain tasks that I have to do every day, then, you know, just really consciously planning to do that and say, I'm going to devote an hour to writing a chapter in my book. I'm going to, you know, manage this uh, you know make connections on linkedin for 30 minutes so really just regulating your time helps me
1: that's really cool that's really cool i like um i like what you talked about about delegation i think that's that's amazing that that you're embracing it for me that's tough delegation is i have not been um, I have not learned the, the skills in delegation yet. It's one of my focuses for 2018, so I'm excited <laughs> about that. Um, but it's not been something that comes natural to me. I was the, the oldest of, of two, and I bossed my brother around, and, that, and it, it didn't work.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, now, actually, Madrina, you're, you're the opposite. yes. Yeah. Um, you know, I have a certain standard and some would call it perfectionism. I call it high standards. And when people call me in for a task, they want me to deliver at a high level. Mm-hmm. And I am will have committees that are also volunteers, but I've also been known to fire volunteers from my committee because <laughs> when I say yes to an organization and then my committee member says yes to me, if they don't deliver, it takes from what we deliver. Right. And so um I do delegate, but I do expect them to deliver <laughs> as
1: well. Yeah, and you and I have talked about that, and and that's a hard thing. Um, I haven't figured out how to do it successfully. So, how long did it take you to to figure that out? Or, or well, one thing you do have was that an careful? early in life thing.
0: Um, no, not an early in life thing. I'm uh, con- probably people would consider me a control freak, but it's because <laughs> I like to control the results or right. the outcome. Yeah, and
1: um, I've been labeled a control freak. I know, right? What What absolutely. you're talking about. But Mm -hmm. I think also
0: I've learned what I can delegate that won't make me worry. Like if it's a task that, can be achieved by non-experienced or just someone who just stepped up to volunteer, allow them to do that. If it's something that you're really going to be hard-pressed on or high-strung about the results, and it's going to be too much for you to micromanage other people, then handle that task yourself. So I think I've learned on what to delegate and what to take care of myself.
1: Well, and I think that's kind of an important point. What 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 resonated for me when you were talking about that was emotion. You know, if there's emotion attached to whatever task it is, then mm-hmm. then a lot of times you're going to, at least I'm more picky with it or, or more, you know, impatient if it's not being done the right way. Whereas tasks that there's not a ton of emotion, mm-hmm. then, you know, then I can let them, you know, you know let right. them just run off and do whatever, you mm-hmm. know, happens. So I think okay. that's a really... Yeah, that's a really important point, and and along with delegation, I think, and maybe this has some to do with it. You've also in your life, Madrina, been a mentor. Yeah. So, does mentoring and delegation cross? Are there some some obviously your village is surround surrounded themselves around you because they want to learn from you? Right. So, are you seeing some of that wisdom and amazing um, culture? kind of pass through to to, to them as well? I sure am. Uh, well, for the mentoring, I
0: did take stock in children um, and mentored a high school student from the ninth grade through graduation. And I continue to mentor her now that she's in her second year in college. So that's, that's amazing. been rewarding. Um, by me doing that and leading by example, I now have a uh, several members of my village that are uh, mentors for Take Stock and Children. And then just in my involvement in the community with different organizations, my village has seen it from numerous events. And so they have now been inspired. They step up, they give back, they are watching what's happening in the community and are caring about it. So just through being um, leading through example, I believe it has been a trickle-down factor for my village and that many of them are feeling a call to serve themselves and are stepping up their game. And so I think it's just what I call trickle-down aloha economics.
1: Right, I remember reading that. I think that's that's amazing. So tell me um, if somebody wanted to have a mentor, mm-hmm. you know, and that is a valuable thing. And what you did was, was help a child, mm-hmm. um, which is amazing. So people can go through an organization, mm-hmm. take stock, in um, children is a is a wonderful local one that that provides mm-hmm. that. Um, in addition to several others, but if somebody wanted to do the non traditional route or do the more business mentor mm-hmm. route, um, what would you tell them to to either look for or um, make themselves available to to ha- find those opportunities?
0: Well, I definitely think that if you're seeking a mentor, then then you first off need to be open minded to learn and possibly hear some. Uh, feedback that you may or may not like, but I do think mentorship is is important. I want to think it was Bert from Waffle House or someone who spoke recently at EntreCon about finding that person that's in your industry, in your sector, or whatever line of work that you're doing, who has succeeded or achieved or at least presents herself in a way you'd like to. Reach out to someone like that and surround yourself by them. I mean, Mm -hmm. I know for me, I don't have any formal training. I don't even have any college education. I didn't even really have any good role models. But I watched others who were in powerful positions and I mimicked Mm -hmm. them. That's all I knew to do was to surround myself by powerful, influential shakers and movers and do and behave as they did. So I sort of instituted my own mentorship, you know, Mm -hmm. by being around other powerful women like Laura Keene and Belle Bear and Mary Asmar and different people in the community.
1: So a less formal, a more of an osmosis kind of. Let me mm-hmm. s- do exactly what your village is t- mm-hmm. does to with you. You know, exactly. surround myself with really awesome people. Mm-hmm. Watch what works for them. Mm-hmm. Watch what doesn't work for them as well. You know, you can learn just as many lessons. I think sometimes from that side as well. For sure. Yeah, and 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 learn through that way. I mean, to me, that's the that's the you know the school of hard knocks, and not be afraid to try. I mean, the first time I ever
0: chaired an event, I mean, if you really think about all the moving parts that go into that, you can be very overwhelmed and think, I'm not able. But one thing I do lucky, luckily have is a lack of fear. And so when you have no fear, you'll put yourself out there and, you, and you'll be surprised at what you can achieve. So I would encourage people to step out of their comfort zone and just make it happen.
1: Yeah, I think that's great advice. And back Over to you, Julie. I think that resonates with you, doesn't it? Oh, yes, definitely. (laughs) You just started your own business. So tell me, um, what are your thoughts on mentoring?
2: Well, I um, have found that there's so much going on in Pensacola as far as um, opportunities like the suitors um, talks. I've met people through that and um, the SHRM meetings that you suggested, Mm -hmm. which is the Society for Human Resources Management or something Something. Along. H. I know yes. HR is in it. I just and, can never remember the front <laughs> and the back. <laughs> I, it, and it's exactly what you all are talking about, just surrounding yourself with um, people, but getting out there because for someone like me who is like, oh, I don't know anybody. I'm brand new down here. So many people here are so welcoming and forthcoming with their information and it's just been great. And I hope to do the same for someone else. And I just have to really give you that plug on Powerful Women. It's been the place yes. where I've met people and been encouraged and learned from people. And it's just been great. And so I will definitely continue to Yay. plug you and and come to the meetings. I Thank think another um, organization
0: for Powerful Women, of course, is our beloved Impact, Impact.
1: 100. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I um actually I invited Julie to an impact meeting and then I got the flu and couldn't go on Tuesday night to the Lee oh, house. Were you at tu- yes uh, I was. Lee house? It was fabulous. Yeah, and so great. Julie ended up texting me that day and I said I'm so sorry. Will you go without me? And she said yes, I don't mind, Good. which I was so excited about because I thought you know that is an amazing. I am so empowered by just just surrounding myself with those women. Amazing. I know. And every time I go, I meet new people that I didn't even realize. I mean, it'll take me years before I meet every single member of of Impact 100. People ask me all the time, you know,
0: I can probably name off at least a dozen organizations that I'm going to affiliate it with. And I mean, I have to be biased. My all-time favorite is my Impact 100. It's where Mm -hmm. my $1,000 membership turns into over a million dollars. And 100% of it is given to the community. And you see our projects that we fund it for deck you know
1: 10 years later it's still going mm-hmm. and so I'm very proud to be a member of that I know I am too I think this will be my 4th year I think with impact I can't remember um I took one year I skipped one year so um but I you know you talk about a million dollars I feel like I gave a million dollars when I give when I vote in October right I feel like it is my million dollars and I'm giving it to, I know. you know, I always tens. make a
0: Facebook post about my girlfriends and I are giving away over a million dollars today. What are you and your friends doing?
1: Exactly. <laughs> I know. It's an awesome feeling. It's an awesome feeling. And I know, Julie, your time will come too when um, when Impact is a, is a fit for you as well. But Madrina, is there something behind it being all women? Like let's talk about that kind of stuff women in leadership the reason we do this this show and the reason powerful women exist is because i believe that there is a difference when you put all women together that you know that that women have been not supported in the business world from a you know for a long time they struggled they fought they went in there not wanting to be there you know they were always the coffee girl or the you know the uh, receptionist the secretary um, so women have have worked a long time to get into the business world but they're still not they still don't have access to the tools they still don't have the the the, um, the skills that it takes to compete mm-hmm. with in, a, in in a
0: lot of industries that are male-driven and I think that's what's so wonderful with your organization and also with organizations like Impact. There's power in the numbers. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, being a woman myself, I do feel we're superior to <laughs> the man. <laughs> yes. We're just able to grasp the big picture and right. stay on task and well, execute easier. And so the power in numbers is really incredible.
1: It really is, and I think, and I think also that there is a power. Some of that power, to me, is is that confidence that gets built when women surround themselves with other really successful right. men. I Absolutely. I see it. You know, you talk about your village, and it's funny because y'all almost have like an aura that when you put them put them all together. Like, remember, Fabulous. I know y'all I were doing it. the the photo sh- shot at um at the um where you won your award, and I looked over, and it was like there's this like hum. Around that whole group of of people, and, yeah, and that's that that favor we have from above, yeah, exactly. It's true. it's it's an energy that's that's created because
0: of all well, thank you. i I received that. i'm not, I'm, yeah. I'm grateful to hear that. I mean, we we work real hard on on what we do for the community and how we present ourselves. So the fact that you see us that way is mm-hmm. uh, inspiring to me
1: absolutely. And I think a lot of confidence goes into that. You know, just surrounding yourselves with, with other people and even go into the impact meeting. You know, when you go to an impact meeting, you don't realize you're going to see that many women. And then you talk to every one of them and they've got amazing stories right. behind. Right. Achievers or mm-hmm. behind why they want to give money and mm-hmm. or what or what some of their you can find some of them that are pretty opinionated as far as who should get money and who shouldn't get money. And, you know, so you get all sorts of you get all sorts of feedback. But mm-hmm. I think it's encouraging to have all those successful. Women you have so together. many
0: successful women around. You know they're positive and and they're organized. They're grateful. We play our strengths. We encourage each other, mm-hmm. um, and
1: it's just a great dynamic to be a part of. Yeah. So let me go back to one last question I'll ask is about daily routine. So daily routine for me is pretty important. I get up every morning and I try to do, I try to follow the same things and that may involve, and it's not always in the same order, but I have a gratitude journal I write in every single day. And I do some affirmations and I uh, try to set aside some time if I can to, to meditate yeah. um, and, you know, possibly read. I'm reading a new book. I just got it um, the other day called Emotional Intelligence 2.0. So I'm a very emotional person. So, you know, I want to try to work on ways that I can not get rid of the emotion, but, but prevent it from me making... Control them. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Control, that's a perfect word for it. And, um, and those kind of things. But what do you do in the morning, Madrina, to set your day off that if you didn't really do it, you know you just aren't going to have the same type of day? Well, the first cup of coffee helps. So that's
0: nice. But honestly, I love to get up every morning when my house is still quiet and have my dogs with me, but have my cup of coffee. And I actually just pray. I pray for the blessings that I've had and the directions that I need to go in. I pray for patience. I pray for God to control my mouth. I pray for insight. I mean, I just pray for a lot of things. And so I jokingly call myself a a spiritual gangster, you know, so people don't realize (laughs) sometimes that that I'm so deeply spiritual. And I think that comes from my Aloha um, Hawaiian culture. I mean, we're, we're tapped into all of that. And I think mine is just staying positive and praying and wait for the blessings to rain down.
1: That's amazing. And a lot of times I see you on Facebook early in the morning taking pictures. So is that you sitting out on your back? That is. and a matter of fact, I put one up this morning
0: and I just believe that there's so much energy and power that comes from the waters. Yes. And I live right on the water. And so that is the first thing I do every morning when I get up. I get up, I look outside, I look at the condition of the water oh. and I say a, a beautiful mantra and 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 say my thank yous.
1: That is awesome. That is awesome. And I appreciate that. There was um, a time in my life where I was needing some, um, some mental rebuilding. And I read this book and it was something about 30 days. Well, it was water therapy in 30 days. And every day you had to do something different with water. Yeah. Either when you took your shower, you had to really feel the water, you know absorbing into your skin and, you know, and the and the good it was doing in your body or you had to go and, you know, take a warm bath or sit by the ocean. Interesting. Or every single day was a different day and it was all about, like, how to get over a guy. That's how silly i was <laughs> that i would read a book about that <laughs> no we've all come through phases it's okay but don't beat yourself up over that but um but i love the water therapy th- yes. part and i really believe that that's true that i can just be around water and all of a sudden i'm like oh i feel a new energy I, I i i maybe it's
0: being from hawaii but i believe there are magical powers in the waters and so i i i will always live near the water but i spend a lot of time just staring out at it and you know making proclamations and and claims and, you know, uh, talking myself on how unstoppable I'm going to be for this next year.
1: Exactly. I think that's awesome. There's huge power in that, though. Mm -hmm. I believe it. How about you, Julie? What do you do? Do you live by the water? No, not yet. See, I I live across (laughs) the street, but we can't quite see it. So, I might have to I might have to visit uh, <laughs> take take me for coffee. There there, you go. Or at least schlep my little bathroom robe self to the, to the curb and look at the water. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what do you do, you, Julie? You two have your mornings all together. I'm jealous. I'm going to take a note of what you do. But I want to talk about the evening because it's hard for me to wind down. And uh, I get in trouble for this because I'll just, Still be going at nine o'clock. I'm like, I'm. I got to do this. I got to get this done. So I'm really trying to incorporate a, a nightly routine where at a certain time I say, "Okay, I've I've worked for the day, and I'm going to be a human now." And um, you when know, you figure really that out, I need that too. That's <laughs> one of my challenges for the day.
0: Is really t- is turning off because I think a, a trait of powerful women is that we we can sometimes feel successful but never done. Yeah, no It's kidding. like, what's next? What's next? The Let ultimate me, multitasker. Next? Yes.
2: Yeah. So it is hard. I, I share that with you. It's hard to shut down. Yes. And those distractions like are, take away from time with your family. And I find myself having conversations, but not being focused on them. So I'm really trying to turn yes. it off. <laughs> what are you doing about that?
1: Come you know, on. I suffer with that. and And, you know, and I say suffer lightly because I don't see it as a, Problem. I mean, I don't know. For me, I love to work and I love to do what I do and I love to you know get on social media and then it and then it sends me into another. Okay, I'm going to forward this or I'm going to share this post. For or hours. I do... could be
0: there hours. Oh yeah. Between emails, text, social media, oh, yeah, and answering yeah. It all Reading
1: kind of articles. Questions. I mean, just uh, there is a plethora of information out there. But how does your husband it. feel about it at night? See, that's and that's where my obstacle. Is. Well, and that's where we struggle because my husband doesn't. He doesn't do that. He's five o'clock and he is. If it, I mean, absolute emergency, he'll answer a cell phone call after hours, but not typically. We have a rule though. What we do is I'm not allowed to enter the home on my cell phone. Okay. So I'm one of these people that I make a lot of phone calls at the end of the day on my way home because I'm like, oh, I got a lot of stuff done, but I got four four more people I could whip out some phone calls to and, you know, coordinate whatever I need to get done. And then, you know, I've checked off four more things off my to-do list. So I'm likely to be driving and making phone calls. And sometimes they end up being longer phone calls and I will literally sit in my driveway. for up to a half an hour to finish. But you are not walking in on that phone. I am not walking in on that phone. And you know how many times I'll stand at the door and I've got to go to the bathroom or (laughs) like, I'm just like, I just really want to be inside. I'm so glad I'm not the only one that does this. Oh my God, that is hard to just not, walk in on my cell phone. But that is one commitment that we made. Now, he also doesn't like me to do social media or be on my laptop or anything like During that dinner but, or anything. right dinner or afterwards. Yeah. And and to me we're not doing anything. We're literally just sitting there watching something on TV that's meaningless in my in my world. Correct. But it's our time, you know. So I I'm sneaky. I sit on the couch and I have the um I have the cushion of the couch like over my legs, and is I'll the have same my. same thing I do. Do you do that? <laughs> yes. See, I find
0: nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no, I, and I'm thinking, well, I'm sitting right next to you, <laughs> and you're watching the program you want to watch. Right. Why can't I be on my, what he calls my crackberry? Crackberry.
1: There you go. That's
0: but I hilarious. just, I get fulfilled by conquering and achieving and marking that off my list. And it's a little addictive. So. Yeah.
1: Well, and and sometimes timing is a big deal. You know, I see somebody post something and I haven't talked to them in a while and I would need to reach out to them and they're likely to answer my message right then. Or, or, you know, or even coordinating, you know, it's not unusual for me to get phone calls at nine o'clock at night. I don't answer them. They go to voicemail, but then I'm quickly texting somebody right, and saying, I right. can't talk, but I can text. <laughs> What's up? Um, and that's not well-received. So, you know, I don't know. Do you do this too? Yes.
0: I, I, that's right. That was probably one of my biggest challenges. Uh, you had some questions here and it would be fitting it all in, but yet setting a healthy boundary with the work-life integration. Yeah.
1: Well, and I remember, and I don't know, you were engaged when you did this article. There was another article I found on you through, I think, P&J. And um, you were engaged to Mark. You guys weren't married yet. And I remember you saying that, um, that, how supportive he was about you being able to really full time mm-hmm. volunteer right. because you were getting away from being the independent businesswoman right. that mm-hmm. you were. Um, so in some way, did he know what he was getting into, or Probably is that
0: not? I mean, I, I didn't even really know what I was getting into. I thought I'd do one or two events a year, and I think I'm doing one or two a month. Sometimes it seems yeah, like one or two a week. I, I see you doing. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think either one of us knew, um, but. He is supportive. He does like for me to have a healthy boundary on it, but he does understand that coming up to that week or two leading to an event, I am really ramped up and it's almost 24-7. And I mean, it's a lack of sleep and then I'm run down. And and so luckily he's there as my supportive rock, one, to tolerate it leading to an event. And then he actually is very supportive afterwards because surprisingly, sometimes I'm absolutely wiped out physically, mentally, and he's there to pick me back up.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. So some of it, he walked into kind of expecting, well, not really knowing what was going to happen, but probably being a little bit lenient or at least tolerable of some of the...
0: His demand right now is not another board. Do you hear me? <laughs> and then Crime Stoppers <laughs> <laughs> invited me on the board. And Uh-oh. I said, yes. And then I told him afterwards and he was, <laughs> he just accepted it. <laughs>
1: Can powerful women of the Gulf Coast get on the waiting list somewhere? For the for, Crime Stoppers? For, no, for you being on our board or involved in our events. Uh, well, you've got me. I'm here, number one, and you call me when say, you need me, sister, do- and I'll I'm, do what I can. I'm doing this on the radio so we have documentation right. of it. <laughs> so that was a clear yes, everyone. <laughs> I'm so excited. Where's the cl- crowd applause? I need a button that, that has the applause on there. How about you, Julie? Do you deal with, at your house, how do you deal with that work-life, what I call work-life integration, because I honestly don't think there's a thing called work life balance. I think our days are over where everything is balanced. But how do you how do you handle some of those same issues? Are you texting on the couch? Like like Madrina
2: and I admitted we do. Right. I am and my wife is uh she is very supportive and I can see the frustration when I'm over here, like still going at it. And so that's why I'm making this conscious effort <laughs> to put it down and shut it off. And, you know, have. I think it's very important because I am so distracted by all of the things going on to make eye contact and actually have conversations. So I'm really working on that. To live in the moment Yeah, yeah what no kidding. we're trying to do instead of okay, next tomorrow I've got this and next
0: week I've got that. And there's a deadline for that. I'm, I'm, that's my focus for 28 is trying to live in the moment. Yeah.
1: Yes. Well, I have mastered the, I can look at you and act like I am paying complete attention to what you're saying. <laughs> and meanwhile, almost compile an entire text or a Facebook message. That is message. So funny. I, cannot text I can text without totally even looking it. at my keyboard
0: can, now. <laughs> okay, I'm not that bad. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh,
1: yes. Yes, that's hysterical. Well, this has been amazing, y'all. Really, we're at the end of our hour. And um, I just can't thank you ladies enough for the information you shared. It's really, I think it's really encouraging to, um, to realize that we're not alone you know, that we all, we, I didn't realize we had so much in common or that we shared the same philosophies on different things. But it's amazing that, that when we open up and have these conversations, it's, it's, I think it's cool how empowering it is in our, even our admitting of deficiencies that we have. Well, I I mean, I think it's just,
0: it's a full-time job being what's called a powerful woman. I mean, because not only are you doing what your passion is, but you yes. have the other million moving parts of your family and your household, and, and you know, your a lot of times, physical men,
1: attire. Right,
0: men get up, go to work, if they get a little belly, it's okay. If they're balding, it's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to get up, be presentable, look great. The house is presentable, take care of the kids, do our passion, get home, cook dinner. And so, I mean, uh, here's to all you powerful women out there. Give yourself a pat on the back.
1: I think it's absolutely true. And I even, I laugh at my husband's closet because even just picking out an outfit, I'm like, okay, which gray, So simple. you know, which gray pair of pants are you going to wear? Which navy pair? I mean, they have literally maybe four colors. They have no thought of whether or not they need a wedge or a stiletto. No, I mean these are real problems. No, <laughs> they don't. They don't do makeup. They don't do their hair. Well, my husband does. He blows. He does more to his hair than I do to my hair. Wow. I know. So I think that's. He's funny. glad you announced that. <laughs> I know. He All the things I say about him on here, it's it's kind of scary. If he would listen, he'd be really probably annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you again, ladies. I'm going to go back around and I want to hear um, your name, what you do, and also ways that somebody can connect with you. So one of our guests that we had today, and I'm so excited that you were here today, Madrina. Thank you for saying yes to this. I know you don't get unlimited yeses out there. And and I appreciate the time that you've spent with us today. And I just, I could pick your brain for Hours, um, but I know you've probably got four other things you've committed to in the next in the next several hours. So um, I'm going to let you get out of here. But but thank you again for being here. And tell us if somebody wants to help support all the amazing things you're doing. How how do you want them to do that? Thank you for having
0: me here. I mean, honestly, I'm I, I'm in awe of you. So I mean, we're, we're trying to figure out who's the bigger fan of each other here. <laughs> but it's Madrina Ciano at Madrina Siano. At madrinaciano at gmail.com. I don't have any fancy websites or anything. We also have the Crew of SWAT, which is a community-based civic group, and that's Crewofswat at gmail.com.
1: Awesome. And you're on Facebook. I know you're I'm on, on Facebook. Instagram. What are- Instagram
0: as Madrina Dawn.
1: Madrina Dawn. Perfect. So people can connect with you and then just follow what you're doing and and support it. For
0: sure. And if you're out there listening and you have something, a service or an item or a product or some time you'd like to donate, hit me up and I'll be sure to put you to good use.
1: Well, and the other thing, I'll say this in closing too about you, Madrina. One of the things that that I really admire about you, knowing you um, on impact, we got to watch how each other handles situations a little bit more closely than we would if, you know, we weren't serving on something like that together. So we were on a committee together and you evaluated the grants, I think, to a similar level that I evaluated the grants. I'm going to kick every, you know, kick the tires and, you know, make sure all the I's are dotted and the T's Mm -hmm. are crossed. And I believe that you probably have that same philosophy when you take part in events that are going on. So if somebody's supporting an event that you're doing or somebody's supporting a, a nonprofit where you serve on a board, believe me, listeners, when when I say that Madrina's check them out and they are legit on, you know, on top of everything, really good causes and really running good organizations. So, thank you, sister. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for everything you do. So
0: proud to be here in your company.
1: Yay. I'm so excited you are too. So um, the other guest I'd like to thank is Julie Still Rowland, sexual harassment guru. So tell us um, little, just a little blip about yourself and then ways somebody can reach out to you if they're interested in your services as well.
2: They can find me on Facebook as well, um, Julie Lynn, and I have the uh, Facebook page, Sexual Harassment Guru, and then my website, thesexualharassmentguru.com, and um, LinkedIn, you know, all of the social media, so that's how they can get in touch with me. Awesome. I just like to say to our listeners that
0: no one can stop you but yourself. Yes.
1: That is absolutely right. true. And and um, wow. And I could go so much deeper in that. Right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Completely. Completely. Thank you for that quote. That's a really good one. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening today. You have been listening to Women in Leadership, a show brought to you by Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast and sponsored by Pensacola Business Radio. If you want to check out Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast, please come to one of our monthly meetings. We meet in Pensacola. We also meet in Gulf Breeze. We do an annual conference that will be coming up on October. I had the date here earlier. October 17th and October 18th of 2018. So we'll be having that again. It's called Pursue Your Passion. We always hold that at Sanders Beach Community Center. So great event place there. And um, if you want to check out anything we're doing, follow us on Facebook, Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast, or check out our website, PowerfulWomenGulfCoast.com. Our next show for women in leadership will be show number 23, and we are going to be airing that on February 9th. That's another Friday. And our guest for that show are Kate Trike, one of our premier members of Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast, also the photographer for, for a lot of our our events and magazine. Another and other community events. She's out in the community. That's she right. Doesn't she, she do Art of Fashion? Art of Fashion, she yeah, sure does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought she I did. Kate. She's amazing. Yeah, love Kate. Love Kate. She just had surgery. Did you know? Yeah, she just had wow. surgery. So she's recovering. She had surgery on her left hand right before Christmas oh. and then on her right hand right after Christmas. Mm, carpal so, tunnel. Carpal tunnel. Mm. Yeah, the the unfortunate um symptoms or or you know or or downfalls I guess mm-hmm. of being using your hands a mm-hmm. lot in photography like she does. But Kate will be our guest and then we also have Cheryl Weir. Cheryl is a leadership trainer and she is phenomenal. She um does the disc profile as well, so I'm excited to interview her. She's another one of our powerful women. Premier members, and then we are also um, bringing Pam Hat from Penn Air Federal Wonderful. Credit Union. She was back. also an AFP award winner. She was yes. that same day, and she was she was as stunned as well. She she told me later that she had no idea it was coming, so um, she was really excited. I remember Good. seeing her that day yes. too, so that was really. That was really exciting. So, that show will air on February 9th. If you're in the listening area and you want to check it out, we would love to um, have you listen to it as well. And thank you again for everybody for being listening to today's show.